Hello, this is the sixth part of the Town of Ole series. If you uh, haven't been following along, you're going to want to jump back to day 146, I believe, to the Town of Ole. That's the first one. But if you have been following along, you're probably anxious to hear the next part. So without further ado, this is Daily Story 151, the jewelry store of Ol. It never rained in Ol. It was never overcast. It never snowed. It was always sunny with a few cotton ball clouds in the sky. Wren couldn't tell you her dad's name or the color of her best friend's hair, just that she missed them awfully. She remembered how they felt to be with. Like the doctor said, her hand healed in time. Ren thought it felt weaker than before. She stood in front of her second trial at the jewelry store. The trial of the jeweler, said Ren aloud. Ren thought of some of the fellow prisoners who stumbled back into the streets, some badly hurt, some never came out from their trials. Ari was running again. When he burst from the post office door a few weeks back, Ren was there waiting for him. The second is the hardest he confirmed. Ari didn't talk much after that. Ren swallowed the lump in her throat and opened the door. Her second trial had begun. The jewelry store was small, and so was the jeweler. The jeweler looked up from his workbench and said, Hello, I'm the jeweler. My trial is quite simple. Bring me my ring. Your ring? asked Ren. Quite right. As you can see, I'm missing a ring. The jeweler held up his three hands. Only one of his fingers was bare. Although the shade of the jeweler's skin was a brownish green, his hands, each a different size, were exquisite. Is your third hand a right hand or a left hand? asked Ren. It is a right hand, said the jeweler. Which one is your ring? asked Ren. The jeweler didn't answer. Wren looked over each display cabinet, one after the other, filled with jewelry. Luckily, not all of them were rings. She scanned the entire store. Your ring is in one of these display cases? asked Wren. Yes, it is in one of the display cases, he answered. The jeweler gripped the earrings he was working on with his thumb and pinky and set to work. Well... All right, said Wren. She opened the first case and reached in for a closer inspection. When she touched it, Wren's world changed. The jewelry store was gone, and Wren stood in a dark, grassy field. She pulled back her hand and was once again in the store. Oh, said Wren. She touched the ring again, back in the field. Wren could see something in the distance approaching. Her instincts sounded the alarm before she was aware of the threat. She stayed until it was close enough to see a great wolf, snarling and snapping, ran towards her. Wren returned to the store. What's up with the wolf? she asked. The jeweler said nothing and continued his work. Wren tried the next ring. She was again in the nighttime field, but there was no wolf this time. Rather, a lion ran towards her. She went on to the next ring. All manner of deadly animal was behind each ring. 
Wren almost let herself be run down by that rhinoceros. The speed at which it moved caught her off guard. What's your favorite animal? asked Wren, hoping for a clue. I don't like animals, said the jeweler. She touched the next ring. The field seemed empty. No bear, tiger, or crocodile charged her. She stood and waited, scanning the moonlit horizon. Maybe this is it, said Wren, not noticing the rustle in the grass. The snake bit her foot, pumping it full of venom. Wren screamed and let go of the ring. Her foot burned as the toxin wrecked havoc on her tissues. The doctor can fix that if you hurry, said the jeweler. Go get her, cried Wren, who was squeezing her leg above the bite to contain the venom. Bring me my ring, said the jeweler. Wren tied her belt around her leg and resumed checking. More animals rushed towards her in the field. The next ring Wren checked was different. In the distance was a shimmer and a metallic clanging. Wren let it get closer until she could see it was a knight, armored in golden plate from head to toe. The golden knight held a golden sword at the ready. Wren let go of the ring. I found it. This is your ring. It's the one with the golden knight. Wren was sweating badly from the venom. The jeweler looked at Wren and said, Bring it to me, and then resumed his work. Every time Wren tried to pick up and move the ring, she was transported back to the field. The ring would not budge. The golden knight was getting closer and closer with each visit. The pain in Wren's leg was interrupting her thinking. How do I move it? she asked. The jeweler didn't answer. Wren tried with a glove. She tried moving it on a tray. She tried moving the display case. Nothing worked. Wren decided she needed a better look at the golden knight. Fighting against the pain in her leg, she touched the ring with her pointer finger. The gold knight continued moving towards her, head to toe in gold armor, except his hands, something red on his hands. It was hard to tell from his running. Wren let go of the ring. She didn't have much time left in the field, or with her snake bite. Wren felt permanently dizzy from it, with only brief moments of clarity. His hands, something on his hands. She knew she had to go back to the field and see. Wren touched the ring once more. The golden knight was almost close enough to strike. Wren could see now the knight's thumb and pinky fingers were each studded with brilliant red rubies. A knife of pain shot through Wren's leg unexpectedly. Wren reflexively gripped the ring harder, giving the golden knight time to sink his golden sword deep into Wren. As Wren lay in the field, she remembered the way the jeweler held the jewelry only with his thumb and pinky. Pinky, said Wren. And that concludes the Town of Ol series. I truly hope you enjoyed it. It was so much fun to write. Those longer series uh, stories, kind of in the same vein as Amy, um, are definitely more fun, but also more challenging to write. Um, so if you did like it, uh, please, uh, it would help me out a lot if you could uh, leave a review uh, wherever you heard this podcast, uh, as well as maybe share it with some of your friends. Uh, similarly, on YouTube, uh, if you could leave a comment or like it or subscribe to the channel, that would also help me out a lot. And if you super duper like the stuff that I'm making, uh, you can always support me directly on Patreon. 
Thank you so much for hanging out with me and listening to my silly stories.